Welcome back to the Happy Hippie Podcast. My name is Amanda McCormack and I am your host. This podcast is a little bit about everything in terms of finding something, finding anything that helps contribute to bringing you greater happiness in your journey in life. So we talk about things from nutrition to health to things like mindset and the different healing modalities that are out there as well as just having conversations about things that could add to your life pretty much. My background is I am a personal trainer, a yoga teacher, a nutrition coach, and a woman's health coach. So the health world is something I'm really passionate about, but I'm also a traveler. I love to travel around. I'm a digital nomad, so I run my own business off my computer, and I also just travel to different locations, whether it be using my yoga skills to teach classes there or doing different types of work trades. So I've had a really big journey from going to school. I ended up getting my MBA, going into the track of thinking I had to work a nine to five my entire life and then kind of trying something else and finding my own meaning and my own way of finding happiness in my life. And I found a lot of happiness comes from working on yourself first, whether it be internally, whether it be the things you're putting into your body, such as food, the way you move your body, the types of stress you go through on a day to day, whether it be mindset or working out like physical stress on the body. I've just learned a lot of things about how to enjoy your life. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast is just sharing different ways that can add to your life. And that's where today's topic kind of came from. I put up a little question box on my story. It's still up now if you're listening to this because I had a few episodes planned out, but I wanted to just literally get on the mic, film this, and then post it like the next day. So it's pretty fresh this episode, but I put out a story and I was just asking what are some things that you guys want to hear from, whether it be about health, fitness, nutrition, or if it mindset or even travel and how I do work traits, basically anything that you wanted to hear. And I got a lot of requests around the topic of astrology and the moon and all of that. And I was like, yes, thank you. So shout out. I had a few people ask about it. And then also shout out to Ashley because she was the one who specifically mentioned the moon. And I, oh my gosh, I love talking about the moon. And I'm going to explain why I'm talking about it because like I said in the intro, my background is like health and fitness and mindset and all of that. So why is this chick talking about the moon? <laughs> and it connects. There's a reason why I'm talking about it. And you can take that in a literal sense, or if you're into spirituality, that is an awesome way to view what I'm going to talk about. But let's say you're not into spirituality and you're listening to this podcast. There's nothing really woo-woo about this everything I talk about is just self-development. You don't even have to technically be thinking about the moon and all the things I'm going to be talking about, but just take away the topics we're talking about. So everything has to do with bettering yourself in a way. And we're going to talk about what certain moon phases represent because they're almost, um, I wanted to save it, but I'm just going to start talking about it just a little bit. The moon is in a cycle, basically. There's a moon, a lunar cycle, and humans have been basically living by lunar cycles for centuries. You think about other cultures in the past and the way that people would farm with the moon and people would do different things with the moon. The moon symbolically, symbolically represents different phases that people go through in their life. And the cool thing about the moon is we get two things, the start and the end of the moon, the moon cycle, you get a full moon and a new moon, which I'm going to go into. But just for a quick brief, the full moon and new moon, it's a cycle. It's a 28 day cycle. And within that cycle, we go through ups and downs and different ways, different challenges. And each month, the cool thing is we get that full moon and that new moon. So it's almost like we have a chance to deal with those topics every single month. So even if you're not looking at this episode, like, or if you're listening and you're like, I don't know why she's talking about the moon. 
there are two chances every single month that you can almost use it in your own life to help you plan, to help you release, to help you get rid of things that you're holding on to and just improve yourself as a human being. So that's basically what this is. It's self-improvement. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about ways that you can take action, help you start new things, ways to take initiative, basically. And then also ways to finally release things that you've been holding on to things since childhood things and experiences and beliefs that other people have given you everybody has this it's it doesn't have to technically be on a quote-unquote spiritual level these are cool life things that the moon represents their life cycles life lessons you can get a lot from it you can improve yourself heavily by listening to this episode and maybe doing some research on what these things mean symbolically but that again you can also look at it as more of a spiritual sense like your a spiritual sense more of a way of like self-transformation and how you're leveling up in those ways so i encourage you if this topic if even if you're listening to this and this topic seems a little weird to you it has to do again with self-development self-improvement and the cool thing is not only do we get the new moon and the full moon each month so that's two of them in a year that's 24 chances that you have to work on these themes every single year of your life every month in those 12 months the zodiac signs represent a certain theme so a cool thing about the moon is like every 12 months every 12 months that go by you're going to be hitting those themes and some of the themes are really cool they'll have to do with your relationship with work your relationship with your family relationship with how you view productivity and self-care and each month is a different theme so not only do you get the chance to release and start something new every month but you get the chance to dive into these 12 different realms of self-development that's basically what the zodiac is and i know some people probably like hear me talking about like this stuff and they get scared off and that's cool I'm literally not crazy. I, <laughs> I'm just really involved in it because it's cool. And I f- have found that I have hit so many different areas and topics in my life that I have would not have done without the Zodiac, basically, in terms of like they represent things. Everything is just a representation of a symbolic human journey, a human quality, a human trait, things that humans have gone through. Again, people who made these moon cycles and all this, humans existed with the same problems that we have now, minus like social media, (laughs) minus social media and like traffic, like 200, 300 years ago. So it's cool to see these themes are they're so human, you know, there's the things that humans go through and they've been carried through the centuries by people passed down different traditions, different cultures in the world. It's so cool when you think about it, like they all had these themes and it, it's almost like it's almost like the pyramids, like how the pyramids they had, they built them in different places and it's people that like weren't connected. That can be a cool conspiracy theory. We're not going down that alleyway, but it's a cool part of humanity that we have these tools, these resources based on nature, which is even awesomer. That we can use every single month to basically check in with ourselves and just better ourselves. That's what this is. That's what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to break down what the moon cycle is. I'm going to talk about the full moon, what it represents, the new moon, what it represents. We're going to talk about different things you can do during those periods. And I am going to go into all 12 zodiac signs and explain very like shortly their meanings symbolically and when the moon new moon or full moon is in that sign what it means for you so this is pretty much a crash course on the moon a little moon 101 class and yeah we can always dig deeper into this topic in the future but i did want to cover it because i know i post about it and like i said some people voiced about it so thank you again for expressing it to me because this episode i did make notes on topics i want to go through but it's going to be a little bit more of me talking honestly this is probably what if you bumped into me in, in like in like a random bar, this is probably what I would talk your ear off about. And I encourage you to send this to any of your friends or anybody that isn't wants to know about the moon or literally 
does not know what you're talking about, let's say you're dating someone and they have no idea what you're talking about, maybe this episode could give them a little one-on-one. Because again, I am going to approach it from, this is a mindset technique. This is a way you can help develop yourself. I'm not going to make it too woo-woo. But then again, maybe I will. Maybe I'll stick a little woo-woo in there because I like it and I'm proud of that. There's a there's a part of me that's like a pattern where I try to be very serious. And for a long time, I didn't even post about astrology and the moon and stuff like that on my Instagram or like I limited it because I thought people wouldn't take me seriously as a trainer because you're like, why is this chick talking about the moon? Like I said earlier, I feel like that was something that a lot of people like steered them away from my page. And then good. That means that my, my stuff wouldn't even speak to them anyway. So I've gotten over it a bit, like not caring about what people think in terms of like my content. Like I know what I like. I know I, there's an audience out there because I'm somebody that consumes this type of stuff. There's other people like that. So if you ever have any ideas, like crazy little pep talk I'm sticking in here, any ideas or something and you think, oh, no one's going to like this. No one's going to listen to this. There are people out there. You exist and people are going to have similar ideas to you. So just remember that. <laughs> so maybe I will stick a little woo woo in there. It'll be okay. We'll get a little spiritual, but we'll also I'll also reframe it so that it can be taken in a logical mindset. So left side and right side brain people are welcome in this episode. Inclusivity for everybody. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the moon, the lunar cycle, and I'll give you a little bit of history, but let's let's go. Let's do this thing. I will go into each of these topics a little deeper. I'll tell you what segment we're going into and when we're going into it. But this is a quick brief that I typed up about the moon. So like I mentioned, humans have been living in lunar cycles for centuries. And in our modern world, connecting to the moon is almost like a grounding technique. So like I've mentioned with other things in the past, like grounding yourself, getting outside, spending time in nature. A lot of us spend time all day in a desk and we're almost separated from our natural cycles, the natural cynical nature of the world. So by even tapping into the moon, it's kind of a cool way to just like disconnect from this world that we're living in where we're inside a lot. So it basically represents different phases. The moon, again, it starts at a new moon, which is when you look up at the sky, you can't see the moon. It's there, but it's dark. And then over 28 days, it slowly waxes, which means that it's increasing towards its full light and it gets bigger and bigger each day until it gets to the full moon stage, which is like your classic werewolf, big moon in the sky that you see. And that represents the end of a cycle because then slowly after it reaches its fullest, it starts to wane and get smaller again, which decreases and it goes back to the new moon. So the moon is always doing that. It works on a 28 day cycle, just like leap year. Sometimes there's like a little difference here and there with different things. Like that's why we have blue moons every now and then, which means we get two full moons within a cycle. But like I said, usually it's a 28 day cycle. So we have a new moon and what new moons represent and you think about it, you can't see it. It's a new start. It's the beginning of a cycle. Spiritually and symbolically, a new moon represents a time to set new intentions for the future and a time to launch new projects. The full moon, which again is like the end of it, is going to be a time of accumulation and like fruition, which is just like the ending of a cycle where you want to release things and let things go. So again, basically as the moon waxes, which means it gets bigger, um, it goes towards the light, our energy like builds, we collect information, we're working on ourselves and the waxing moon like represents forward moving energy. So as the moon gets bigger, it's like we can move forward with our projects. We have that momentum, we can build. So it's great for building things and working towards a goal or bringing in the first phases of a new project or new habit you want to instill in you whenever it's a new moon and whenever it's like building that momentum to full, that's when we want to like physically build, <laughs> not like a house, but you know, like build your, build yourself. <laughs> 
And then once the full moon arrives, it's going to start to wane and wane means decrease. So that's when the moon starts to slowly get smaller. So as the moon wanes and the light starts to almost like dwindle, we can begin to release what's no longer working for us. Or maybe it's something we found out when we were trying to build. We're like, oh, wait, this is not working. Or it could be a person, a place, a thing. But we can use the time when the moon gets smaller to release. So it's a great time to reflect on what you've built during the waxing phase. And then you can shed or shake off anything that doesn't feel right. And then and as the moon wanes, we can tie up any loose ends and we can also say goodbye to anything that's not serving our own highest good. And maybe during the time while you were trying to build something, you notice that old things in the past, it doesn't have to be something that came up in the past two weeks. This is just things that you're holding on to. So maybe you started a new habit and you realized some of the people that you're hanging out with aren't in your best interest if you're trying to like instill this new habit I don't know I'm gonna sound like some sort of ad from the 80s but let's say you're trying to like better your health and all your friends smoke and drink and maybe it's coming up like I shouldn't be going out with them every single night if this is a habit that I'm so serious about and I've been working hard, hard towards maybe it's time to not just like get rid of your friends but find a way to say no to going out every single night so that's just like a literal example that sounded like a dare commercial but you know what I'm saying like you can look at while you're trying to build what was coming up as a hindrance whether it be a physical hindrance a people a place a thing or an internal thing maybe it's the way you're talking to yourself maybe it's how you're having doubts in your head it can be the way that you're realizing maybe there's some sort of self-love issue there or maybe the foods you're eating, you're not feeling good. You can find out these things. It's all introspection, basically. But when it starts to wane, that's the time to release and start to think, what's not working? What can I get rid of? What can I work on just letting go? So that is the new moon and the full moon. And that was like a little, quick little crash course. We'll go into them deeper in a few moments. But the other two things that come up, well, one thing that has two categories are eclipses. So I want to talk about those a bit because I know the word comes up sometimes and there's two different types and they mean symbolically uh, two different things. So about four to six times a year, there's going to be new moons and full moons that are also eclipses. So eclipses do happen like on top of a full moon and a new moon. They're never like by themselves. It has to do with whatever the moon is in. So again, four to six times a year, there's gonna be a full moon or a new moon that has an eclipse. So think about eclipses and eclipse quote unquote season because they usually happen like bunched up like one after the other. Um, think about it as like an agent, agent of change or like an agent of growth. Um, it's often promoting stunning turning points in our lives. So these are times where maybe stuff that you haven't been dealing with will come up or like you had chances to kind of release things in the past and you didn't so it's a good time to almost ask like where have we been procrastinating or like where have we been avoiding a decision and eclipse season symbolically they reveal that and it can put it into your hands. So maybe something you've been um, ignoring, let's say a communication issue with like your partner, there's something that you haven't been talking about for a while. It can come up during this time or it's not just like the moon is in the air and it's like magic will make it come out. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, it, it makes sense. Like if you're moving through cycles in life and you're trying to build, you're trying to create new things and you have something old that's hanging on to you, it will drag you down a little bit. It's almost like when you ignore an injury, it's just going to keep getting worse. You may not notice it over the time it's getting worse. So like over six months, your knee might be getting worse. Might You're, you're walking on it and you're like overcompensating with the other knee and you're not noticing it because you're not in your body. You're not paying attention to it. But now six months down the line, you're trying to go sign up to run a marathon or something and you realize your knees are effed up because <laughs> you haven't been paying attention to them. So that can come up in terms of like an issue you're not dealing with. Um, it could be communicating with your family, communicating with a friend or like a partner 
where there's something that yeah, you didn't want to deal with it. So you like pushed it down, but now it's coming up and it's really hard for you to move on to this next big thing because you never dealt with it. So symbolically, eclipse season is a time where those come off a bit or you can introspect and see in your life oh my gosh, this isn't working right now, this project or this thing I'm trying to do because I never let go of this. And this is something that um, has been on, like attached to me forever and I just never dealt with it or it's been on me for like a year. I just never was able to like deal with it. So eclipse season is like a deep, deep dive on the things we should release, things that we need to notice. And if you want to get spiritual with it, they said the universe, if you're trying to move to like a next phase or something, the universe will show you, it'll put you in a, compromising position or something where you can't avoid it anymore and again if you're not into the spirituality of that like it makes sense anyway if you're if you're harboring something even if it's subconscious and you don't know about it it's a pattern that you have it is going to be hard if it's been building up and even if you don't know about it or you're not conscious of it um to move on to something when you have all this on you so I mean it makes sense that it would come up anyway but they say that during eclipse season some of these things might be ooh revealed (laughs) I'm laughing, but I'm so into this stuff. I'm, <laughs> I'm all about this. There's two types of eclipses, so let's talk about it. So eclipses and eclipse season, we just had an eclipse. Um, they almost represent phases as well. They may last for weeks or months, as daunting as that sounds. So if you're not dealing with it, like within weeks or months, it might come up symbolically. We have solar eclipses and lunar eclipses. Solar eclipses happen basically when the new moon um, from our vantage point, basically, the moon appears to be covered by the sun, either partially or fully. We just had one. So it depended on where you were in the world, but you were able to see it. And it basically makes the sun look kind of like a crescent shape. And then you see like the big black mass in front of it. That's going to be a solar eclipse. That's usually what you see in movies because lunar eclipses is like you can't really see much. You get a little bit of a shadow or like the moon changes colors, which we'll talk about. But um, solar eclipses is like what you see or you heard about when you were a kid. Like that's the one that looks cool. Lunar eclipses basically are going to fall at the full moon. And I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. Lunar, when the moon's at its biggest, a lunar eclipse, if you want to use like the Latin roots, um, it's going to fall when the moon, like I said, is at full moon. And when the earth is directly in between the moon and the sun. So it's going to cast sort of like a color, like a shadow. Um, Most of the time, I'm trying to think, like you'll get like red or brown or like black shadows on the moon. And that's when the moon looks like it almost has like a color to it. So in essence, basically eclipses are intensified new moons and full moons. So it's like taking, (laughs) I was going to say, it's like taking the full moon that we had with a theme and then putting it on steroids and making it like, ooh, super intense. So it just like amplifies the theme it makes it a little bit more you know so eclipses are just they usually happen in the winter season depending on where you are so like in the hemisphere like the eastern standard time hemisphere we just started eclipse season i believe so it'll go until like march so it's basically when it's dark over here but if you're on the other side of the world it's going to be like the summer season um but yeah so we got new moons we got full moons and then you can take an eclipse and make it even more intense so those are basically like the four things we have i'm going to dive into the new moon and the full moon a little bit more we're not really going to talk about eclipses again but i did just want to mention them in case you were confused on that vocabulary what it means it just means like a mega moon <laughs> not like the size but symbolically the meaning is intensified and usually last thing i want to say about eclipses they're supposed to be a little bit more of a heavy energy. They're not supposed to be like super light because again, you're trying to unpack and like do a lot of introspection and it's not easy work. Like nobody wants, <laughs> nobody wants to deal with themselves. Like when I talk about this stuff, I know sometimes I'm like, 
oh my god yeah i'm like just journal about this i'm like it it's tough sometimes to like sit with your thoughts alone that's why meditation is so hard for humans like to sit there and just like notice your thoughts like we're trying to run from them all the time so that's why eclipse season is supposed to be like a little heavier because you have to do a lot of introspection when um the other full moons and new moons can be a little bit lighter where the themes are a little bit more playful but let's dive into what i'm talking about with the themes because each full moon and new moon has a different theme so working with the new moon again the new moon is pretty much like a symbolically a powerful time to set intentions and embark on new beginnings and throughout history the new moon has been regarded as like a significant celestial event for this reason because it symbolizes the start of a lunar cycle and a personal cycle most cultures i, I want to go into it a lot more but it's really cool if you want to look up all the different cultures and their meanings with the new moon but it's usually associated with renewal uh rebirth and basically again potential for growth which is what we are all about like i said the dark phase of the moon is when the moon pretty much um, appears invisible it represents a blank canvas think about it that way like a fresh start it's an opportune time to like reflect on your aspirations or like dreams or goals so it's a great time to do journaling and kind of like feel that energetic push to do something to create like it's such a creative time um you can plant the seeds of your intentions and like set the course of what you want to manifest in your life. So usually when you hear manifestation, I, I used to think before I got into the moons, maybe like three or four years ago, um, manifestation, people would talk about the, the full moon and like, obviously it's like a big moon in the sky and you're like, oh my gosh, everyone's talking about the full moon. Like it's so powerful. The full moon is more of a time not to manifest technically. Um, the new moon is, and it's not as cool because you can't see the moon. The moon like is not there on a new moon, but that's the time when you're sowing the seeds and you're doing a lot of like thinking about what you want and you can do, um, visualizations and manifestation rituals and things like that. A lot of the time, anybody who thinks manifestation is some sort of like magical thing, it makes so much sense when you when you actually think about what it is and the word ritual is just like a practice it's just spending time doing something creating something it's not like sitting behind a cauldron it's it's literally so it's much it's much more boring than you think um but manifestation is literally having the um, i'm trying to explain this like in the best way it is going inside and dealing with all the gunk you have inside of you during the full moon, getting it out of you, just like getting all the doubt, all the all the beliefs that other people have put on you, getting it all out of you. You can do that by learning about these topics, reading books, journaling, even doing therapy, things like that, right? You're clearing out the old and now you want to create something new. Sometimes we have old beliefs that we can't do anything and they're put inside of us from other people. So we have to get confident about ourselves, get clear about what we want to do and actually believe it. So it's not just sitting there and like daydreaming in your head and being like delusional and writing on a piece of paper, like all these things are going to come true. Manifestation, I want to do a whole episode on it, but like, I'm just going to say it as it is in one minute here. It's looking at your goals, actually believing that you can do it. So you have to have the feeling inside of you. You have to let your body feel it because sometimes your body isn't used to feeling these things. So telling yourself that you're going to open a bakery let's say this is your dream and you actually don't believe it your subconscious is always taking in ideas and if people have told you you can't do it or you've just taken in that's not the way you're supposed to live your subconscious is actually running the show in your mind so by doing work in terms of visualization and like meditations where you manifest these things you're just kind of giving your body a chance to feel that these things are possible and then you create that feeling in your body which is usually we use like gratitude so you feel grateful for something that like hasn't happened yet but you're letting your body feel these emotions because they're not 
you haven't felt them before, right? You haven't opened that bakery. So what you're doing is you're letting yourself visualize it and then you're letting yourself feel it. And then you have to do something else. You can't just do that and be like, okay, manifestation check, it's done. Then you have to go and look at your goal, work backwards and say, okay, now what can I do? What what feasible small steps can I do this week that are going to help me open a bakery in 10 years? Maybe putting yourself out there and putting your recipes online. It's like little things like that. I don't know if any of that was as clear as I wanted it to be. I feel like I had this like inspirational speech in me. And what I'm saying is manifestation is very logical when you think about it. You let your body feel it. It's just reconditioning your body and your subconscious mind. Nothing magical about it. Not to take away from it because I love making it seem fun and magical, but it really is just working with your subconscious mind, letting your body feel it, and then letting your body take small, like almost like that book Atomic Habits, making small habits each day, each week, each month, taking small steps that you weren't doing before. And then when you think about the spiritual laws, like law of attraction and all those things, you're putting the steps out there. Your thoughts are aligned with it. You're going to be much more open to noticing opportunities because sometimes we get so narrow minded with um, I'm reading this really good book right now. It's from uh, Don, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. So it's the mastery of self. It's one of the books after the four agreements. So it's like his son wrote it. It's really cool. It's a really short read. We're reading it for a book club that I'm in. And in the book, it talks pretty much about um how sometimes we get so, he says, I don't want to go on a tangent, but I'm, I know I'm going to come back to this. I'll come back to the moon. Um, we go through life with other people's beliefs. We get attached to things. All these things kind of cloud our mind, cloud our judgment. And he calls it domestication because we grew up and when you think about it, it's true. It's like domesticating a dog. Uh, people taught you what's good, what's not good, and they reinforced it with rewards or they yelled at you when you were not supposed to do something as a kid. And then you grew up thinking one thing is right the entire time. So we have to unlearn these things. We have to basically spend time, whether, and usually if it's the full moon phase, which I'll talk about in a minute, I know I'm jumping ahead, but we have to spend time relearning and reconditioning our body that we can do these things because even though in your head maybe you're like yeah I can open a bakery I can totally do that there's going to be parts of you that have resistance that may come up like secretly so and then when you think about it again um our body needs rest sometimes so we can't always be in that go 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 phase you need to have both sides of it it comes back to duality like yin and yang like female and male energy which is usually known as like masculine feminine it has nothing to do with like your actual genders it's just a re- representation of there's a push and go energy and then there's like a relax with the flow type energy and we need to spend time in both of those energies during our life to reap the benefits of both of them otherwise it's just like scales you can't be unbalanced with things so it's ten- taking time to unlearn or just going within and spending that time introspecting which is hard and nobody wants to do it <laughs> I always hate <laughs> when the full moon comes up I'm like god don't make me introspect don't make me remember and <laughs> spend time like clearing out the old and relaxing I want to go 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 I'm going to talk about the moon and women in a, after I get through the new moon and full moon but a quick little preview into that that ties exactly with what I'm saying the women's cycles I have a whole episode on this where we talk about the cycles we have basically four phases two of them are a little bit more we're energetic and then two of them we're kind of slowing down the women's phase goes exactly with the moon's phase it's a 28 day cycle on average 
just like I said, the moon moves around a little bit, but we're a 28 day cycle and we have our new moon phase, which is right after our period when we come into our ovulation. Like it's a time where we're like fired up, we're creating our follicular phase is what leads up to that. So that's like when the moon is in its waning phase, when it's coming back to the new moon. And then slowly as the moon starts to wax, that's pretty much our um, going into our luteal phase and our menstrual phase where we have to go inside. So everything with a cycle, just like the seasons, there's a time where the um, plants are at full bloom. There's so much harvest going on. We have so much energy. And then there's a time where it gets colder and we have to go inside and animals hibernate. And there's times where animals have energy. Everything is a cycle. You can't have one side of the cycle without the other side. So we have to go and inside and relax and not push all the time in real life, if you think about that, it's going to burn ourselves out if we're just constantly trying to create and manifest and go, 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 go. That's for the new moon. We have our phase for that. And then we have our phase where we can almost go inside, relax, release, make room. You can't keep drawing things into you when you have a full closet of stuff. You know, there's no room in the closet. You need to get rid of stuff before you can add in the new. So that's what this whole cyclical living is. Women are cyclical creatures. So it makes sense, too, that we are kind of tied up with the moon. And some phases, some people have phases that go exactly with the moon. You should check to see when the new and full moon is. And if your period lines up with it, like your cycle, it's so cool that you can actually really work with the moon that way. But again, it doesn't matter your gender for this. I'm just talking about the idea that humans and animals and nature itself comes in cycles and you can't always be leaning on to the go 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 side even though it's the funner side you always want to create why wouldn't you want to have a a time where you're manifesting all the time or creating or just doing so much stuff and having so much energy you'll burn out (laughs) even the way I'm talking I'm getting so like like I'm getting louder and like I'm taking like bigger breaths as I'm explaining this but then I'm gonna need time to like go back in and recharge. So that's what this is. It's creating and having that phase where you can bring things into fruition and you can create and you can do all these things, but you need to make room inside of yourself, which is more of like the self-care, more of going inside, clearing out the old and just like caring for yourself, caring for your body, your vessel, your physical body and your emotional, mental body. And yeah, you need it too. When you think about exercise, everything comes in cycles. Yeah, you can work out, but you have to recover. You can't be pushing yourself to lift weights every single day you're literally not going to (laughs) recover. The science is that your body, the muscle grows during your recovery, during the foods that you take in, during the nutrition that you give yourself. Everything's tied into each other, y'all. That's why I switched my name to Holistic Hippie (laughs) because everything really comes in phases, comes in cycles. You need a little bit of the relaxation to have a little bit of the push and go, go, go. So we're still talking about the new moon. I just wanted to give you that example of manifestation is just creating things, but you can't always be in that go, go, go state. You need to lean back sometimes. And that's what these cycles, we're going to go into some methods that you can work with the new moon with. So this is almost like, like I said, it's a crash course. It's a one-on-one. We won't spend too much time. Like I know I just went on a very long (laughs) of, I sound, I felt like I was like a gospel church, what I just did, but we're going to just do a little bit of like bullet points for what the new moon, some ways that you can work with it. And then we'll move on to the full moon. So don't worry. It's going to be very like boom, 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 short and concise. So when we are in a new moon, there's different things you can do. Um, The first thing that I would say is to set clear intentions. This can just be in your mind, but sometimes I find writing is always better. So just take time to contemplate what you truly desire. You don't have to have a project to work on, but just think about what you want to bring into your life. So set clear intentions for the upcoming cycle. You can write down your goals. Um, You can take it a step further, write down your dreams or areas of focus that you just want to improve. That can be anything on a sliding scale. Maybe you just want to clean your 
kitchen, (laughs) but maybe you want to open that bakery one day. So just getting clear on what you want. What do you want in life, big or small? Be specific and then visualize how you want these to manifest into your life. I do have a meditation, a new moon, like manifestation one in my bio. I'll put it in the show notes too, if you want to check it out. It goes into kind of what we're talking about. If you want an example, um, it's like 10 minutes long, so it's not very long. And it kind of talks about and puts into action what I've been saying. So again, getting clear on your intentions and it's just like feeling them. How do you want them to come into your life? You can, the second thing I'd say you can do is you can create rituals. And again, rituals are just practices you can do during the new moon to pretty much honor the fact that you want to create something so it can involve maybe like lighting a candle and meditating spending some time journaling or you can do some sort of symbolic act that represents your intentions so um a lot of the time we can do you can use like the elements so people will write down what they want and then burn it or drown it (laughs) that sounded very scary but it's just like writing your intention and then the, the idea of like releasing it so you're not like attaching to it so symbolically you can do that by like throwing it into a fire or putting it in a thing of water if if your dad's a fireman like mine and I'm not allowed to burn stuff in the house (laughs) that's why I love traveling I can burn stuff when I'm not in New York (laughs) the next thing would be to take inspired action of some sort so not only just setting the intentions in your notebook or in your mind but identifying small steps or actions that you can take to move closer to your goals so just break them down into manageable tasks and commit to taking consistent action throughout your cycle Number five would be my last one, to trust the process. So just remember that the energy of the moon is supportive. The energy of the universe is supportive, but it's also a gradual process, just like anything. When you're putting anything out into the world, it's not going to happen overnight. What's that quote? Um, The day that you plant the seed is not going to be the day that you reap the fruit, sow the fruit. I worked on a farm for like eight months. You think I would know the right verb, but it's going to take time for it to grow like as profit that as that sounded it's true so just being patient and trusting and not feeling like you're sometimes we feel like we want to control everything and it's really weird for us to release and let go so it's kind of learning how to trust the process trust the timing trust the flow of the lunar cycle and just stay patient and open to receiving opportunities and experiences that are going to align with those intentions Okay, moving on to our checklist for the full moon. I did, I feel like in the last section, I did discuss a lot about what the full moon means. But again, it provides an opportunity for you to reflect, to release, and to make room. So I'm going to give you some ways that you can harness this symbolic meaning of the full moon and incorporate different practices into your life. So the first one would be, again, like I said, reflect on your journey. It's the perfect time to reflect on your personal growth and what you've been going through so far, whether it be over the years or just you can also kind of like set it up if you're like in college for example you can be like this semester what have I been going through you can choose the um, the size of the scale of how long you want you can do your entire life or you can make it like this past month so finding time to just reflect on your own personal growth you can journal about your achievements because a lot of the time we don't do that we spend a lot of time digging and trying to be like find out what's wrong with us but we don't spend time reflecting on things that you've actually achieved you can also journal on your challenges and lessons that you've learned but it also helps you just provide like it provides valuable insights you know and this can help you set those intentions for the future once you do the work of the past The energy of a full moon is a potent time to release. So the second thing would be releasing what no longer serves you. And I know we always say that, like you always hear, release what no longer serves you. But I'm going to explain what that means. Nothing that's serving your highest good. So identifying any negative emotions, 
uh, limiting beliefs or unhealthy habits even that you wish to let go of basically write them down on a piece of paper and you can perform the releasing ritual which is pretty much like when you write your um, affirmations or your manifestations like with the new moon you can burn stuff so you can burn stuff with every moon it's great you can write down things you want to get rid of and you can use the elements again so you can burn it you can put it in water you can bury it or you can like eat it like I don't know you just riff with the paper but it's kind of fun um you can take a journal you can like scribble it out like you can just like black the page like you're a kid in like the angry kid in the back of the classroom so it's time to release write it down sometimes it feels good to do it somatic things do help us like getting it out of your body getting it on the paper and then like scribbling over it or just getting rid of a piece of paper it's a great way to move on from past situations past people past beliefs or experiences Number three is going to be meditation, especially a guided meditation for the full moon. You can get tons of them online and I do have my own. It's free. It's just a link that I'll leave in the show notes. Um, I, I love this one. Like I actually use my own meditation, which sounds like kind of concerning, like American Psycho, but like <laughs> I do like listening to it because I spent a lot of time crafting different practices that I do for the full moon and put it into one meditation. And it also just like makes you feel lighter. So I'll leave that link below. I think my meditation's like 12 minutes or something, but I really do like meditation for the full moon. It's just a great way to do a practice. You don't have to be, you don't have to do all these practices every single moon. I'm not saying every single time you have to sit down and journal and do this and that. Sometimes just like a 10 minute meditation with your AirPods in is all you need. So that was a little bit on new and full moon 101. I'm going to talk just a little bit at the end here about the astrology signs and what they add to it. So remember in the beginning, I was talking about eclipses. We have the full moon, we have the new moon, we have the stuff in between, like where the moon gets bigger and smaller. And then we have the eclipses that you can throw on top and it just kind of like enlarges the impact of that moon. The astrology and the signs of the zodiac are similar. So you think about it like every sign, there's 12, carry different energies and different themes. So the zodiac adds themes to the moon that's kind of what it is like a little formula so not only is it a full moon which means releasing but you're going to do full moon plus this sign with this theme so you're going to focus on that theme for that month pretty much same thing with the new moon the new moon is going to be bringing about change and creating and putting all your intentions out there but it might be in another sign that also adds a little bit to it so you get to every month not only set intentions and clear things out but you get to work on these themes I'm going to run through all 12 signs very quickly just to give you a little bit of like a keyword or a little feeling emotion about all of them. I could do a whole episode on the actual zodiac signs if that's something you're interested in, but I do want to just give you a little bit about them since we covered a lot today and everybody likes to hear about their sign. So I'm going to get to your sign. Everybody likes to hear about it. So for example... Aries is going to be the first sign of the zodiac. The zodiac year actually starts with Aries and it ends with Pisces. So it doesn't work with the year like we start in January. It starts during Aries season, which is going to be March and April, basically. So Aries is a fire sign. So you can look at each of the signs by their elements. I'll give you the elements and they... The elements represent something as well. So fire is all about like being passionate. It's like that stronger energy. Aries is fierce, <laughs> fierce individuality. So it's all about yourself, finding that personality, celebrating what you love about yourself. And it's also a good time to release negative negative vibes, I'd say, about your self-image. It's a really good time to work on your self-worth. So whenever there's an Aries sign, whether it be a full moon or a new moon, you can use those themes. 
quick example would be if it's an Aries full moon, you can use that time to really journal and focus on releasing negative ideas, thoughts, patterns about yourself. Or if it's an Aries new moon, maybe use the time to create new self-love practices or make that your focus for the next two weeks. Just focus on ways you can love yourself more. There's a lot more that goes in with each sign, but I'm just going to talk like a little bit about them. I would go with the image and that type of vibe for Aries for sure. It's all about Aries represents being a leader and being like just confident in yourself, I'd say. Moving on to the next sign in the zodiac, we have Taurus. I'm going to talk about a little bit of different things you can do with each sign as well. So Taurus is like a sensual earth sign. Um, It's just very like, I see like a mother image when I think of Taurus, which is funny. My mom's actually a Taurus. But whenever I meet a Taurus or somebody that's like embodying that Taurus energy, it's very like grounded and they give off that motherly earthy kind of energy so it's ruled by venus which is the planet of love um so taking time to almost appreciate nature engage your senses like work walk around barefoot just enjoying the outside is a really good theme to kind of embody during during taurus taurus also has to do with money so it could be a time where you work on your money values working on releasing them if it's a taurus full moon if you have bad a bad relationship with money or you're noticing your self-beliefs about money or doubts and then manifestation in Taurus new moons are really good because you can use that time to focus on your finances so you see how it's kind of working here Gemini is going to be the next sign and Gemini is a mutable sign it's an air sign it's really chatty um it can be seen as like flirty and again I don't know if I described this before I just want to put a little disclaimer in this the sign of the month that the moon is in, it doesn't mean you have to be a Gemini to feel these things. It's just the theme. We're just using these words to describe the themes. So Gemini is an air sign and it's it's almost like a good time to work on your relationships with friends because it's a very chatty sign. It's a very social sign. If you have social anxiety, it's, ti- it's a good time to... No, I'm not saying this is going to cure anxiety, but I just mean like for me, for example, sometimes with Gemini stuff, I try to work on being more outgoing or if it was a Gemini new moon like I'd manifest maybe going on like taking myself out to something that used to make me uncomfortable because there's going to be people there or just putting myself in more social experiences so that's a way to think about it um your throat chakra is lined up with Gemini so if you want to work on your chakra that is aligned up with the sign there's also things you can do with that so again like um your throat chakra represents chattiness um it doesn't really represent chattiness but it has to do with speaking your voice speaking your truth or a blocked um throat chakra would be like if you lie a lot (laughs) speaking your truth being truthful so maybe that's something you can work on so you can take the chakras that align up with the signs and work on their meanings too there's so many layers to it it's so cool but we are going to move on to the next sign which is going to be cancer when i think of cancer i think of very watery very emotional but not like in a negative way just like an emotional time um the moon is actually its home sign is cancer so the full moons and new moons in cancer are usually very strong and they may actually make you feel emotional, but it's a good time to go within. It's all about nurturing and caring for yourself. It's a water sign. It also represents kind of like a mother archetype. So nurturing yourself like you would nurture a child or doing practices with water, spending time swimming if you love to swim or bringing in like the water element and what that represents, which is being fluid and kind of going with the ebb and flow of life. So you see how they all have themes, like each one of them that I'm talking about, I'm trying to talk about different different things, different themes that you can do. So it's a really good time to ask yourself, how can I nurture myself more? 
Leo is the next sign and Leo's an awesome it's very like playful theatrical like Leo loves the sign symbolically is like being seen and putting yourself out there um you can be very glamorous and regal and like spend time dancing or going out and doing something that's gonna like fill you up fill you up with the light and like inner child so I feel like inner child work is really good to do during Leo season because it's all about being playful and finding what ignites you so if it's a full moon you can even find out what things are blocking me from my creativity from my playfulness from my connection to what I used to enjoy as a kid and if it's a new moon you can maybe put out what ways can I put out more exploration of the things I enjoy the playfulness the creativity so you see like how we're dealing with that this month when we're talking about Leo stuff you want to explore your creativity it works with your sacral chakra all of that and then we're talking about like money when it comes to Taurus so you're hitting as the year goes on you're hitting all these areas of your life and then as the next year comes you can even check in with what you were doing last year so they're so cool to work with we're going to move on to Virgo as the next sign Virgo is an earth sign and earth signs are going to be very grounded. They're going to be very orderly. So I think of Virgo as a time for order. It's a really good time to start keeping track of things, maybe buying a new planner or spending time just planning out the next half of the year. It's a good time to organize your physical space and your energetic space. So decluttering, that's an awesome thing to do. If it's the full moon, you can literally let go of things. You can do a deep clean. If it's a new moon in Virgo, you can spend time organizing and creating something or maybe planning out a new project. It's a really really good time to get things done Libra is an air sign it's also a very like social sign so this is a good time to come back to the themes of air like I was saying with Gemini maybe you can also focus with social things on this but it's also about balance so it's represented by the scales of justice and you can think about how you're creating harmony and balance in your life are you noticing one side is pulling you down a little more is one side making is it heavier is it lighter um it also represents beauty and harmony so you can look at how you look at life if you're looking at it from a standpoint of you're not enjoying things like you used to enjoy them or you're finding like life is dragging you down you can almost look at that theme and maybe it's something you didn't notice maybe you didn't notice that you were being so cynical with things. So it's a cool time to introspect and think about things along that theme. Scorpio is the next one. It's a water sign. So when you think about emotions again, you're going to tap into them when it comes to water. It's also known as like the mystical sign. It's a little bit secretive so when it's a Scorpio full moon maybe there's secrets or things that you're not tapping into it's also transformational so maybe it's a time where you tap into that more spiritual side there's a lot of cool things with Scorpio and we're just in Scorpio season right now as well it's it's an awesome sign in terms of maybe there's something emotionally you're not dealing with or maybe there's something that you can put out there with your emotions that you're not doing if it's a new moon Sagittarius is all about adventure it's all about the search, the quest the, for philosophy, that's what the sign actually represents. It's somebody who's searching, somebody who's looking for something. It's a good time to travel. It's a good time to plan something where you can be more adventurous or you can reflect on ways that you're holding back from being adventurous. Maybe it's a full moon and you're noticing that you don't take those leaps anymore and you can kind of do some journaling on that. But it's all about embracing the unknown and trying something new. We are at our last few signs, so we're going to move on to Capricorn. Capricorn you can also go by the planets. I'm just giving you again like a little crash course. But planets, for example, um, it's ruled by Saturn. So Saturn is a planet of discipline and structure. Like that's what it symbolically represents. And you can ask yourself, how can I create abundance for myself and growth um, by embracing structure? Maybe you're noticing in your life you don't have a lot of structure. So depending on the themes of the new or the full moon that's falling in this sign, 
you can work with that as well. So like if it's a full moon, you can ditch whatever structures aren't working for you. If it's a new moon, maybe you can find a way to create more structure. Aquarius is a really cool air sign. So coming back to the theme of air, um, I've been talking about the air signs just to kind of give you the repetitive idea that you can use the element. So this is going to be the last air sign. We have three of them. And it's again, a social science. So you can use it as a time to embrace your individuality. It's really about being unique and talking about how can I embody who I am and be really authentic? That's a good journaling question to do when you're in that new moon or full moon phase for Aquarius. But you can also use the imagery associated with the sign to also kind of dig deep. So Aquarius, even though it is an air sign, it's represented by the water bearer, which is confusing because it's literally a bucket of water as a sign. So some people are like, including myself when I was younger, it's a water sign, but it's actually an air sign. But the, the water barrier symbolically means like washing away the old and making room for the new. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? So when it's a full moon and it's a full moon in Aquarius, it's a really, really good time to focus on letting things go. But that's another example of how you can use um, some of the imagery associated with the zodiac signs in your full and new moon practices. And we have one sign left. So Pisces is the final sign of the zodiac. It's the 12th sign. It is a water sign and it's represented by two twin fish. So it has to do a lot with water, but water has to do a lot with emotions. It's a very dreamy sign. So a Pisces new moon is so awesome for tapping into your literal dreams. Maybe your dreams that you're dreaming at night, you can go into what those mean, but you can also go into visions that you want to have. So it's a good time to manifest things that might seem really far-fetched. Spend time talking about your dreams because maybe on these other full moons you were thinking about, okay, so I do have a dream that like this month I do this and this, but Pisces kind of allows you to dip into the realm of what's a far-fetched dream that I actually kind of want to bring into my life. So you can use that as an example for Pisces. Okay, we went through all 12. I really wanted to make sure I went through all 12. Um, I hope you got something out of that. We can do an episode about the signs another time if you really want to dig into it because I know I've been going in on every single part of the moon right now and I hope that you have a really good understanding of it. I have tons of resources on my Instagram page for the full moon and the new moon and I try to do a post about each sign as it comes up. So if you want actual examples, you can scroll through my Instagram to see a bit more. Again, it's Happy Holistic Hippie is my name um, and I'm always going to post new ones so if you don't follow you already can jump in there and see what I'm going to post about those signs it's so fun it's kind of like a little equation I think every time the signs come up I think this is it I feel like we're at a good point the time is okay I don't really want to go any longer than this on an episode so I hope this episode showed you how you can use the moon in your life to help with your self-discovery self-transformation journey message me with any questions and I hope you have a beautiful day